0: The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, y'all? i in Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? I'm the Celtic Warrior, Seamus. Bored low here. Soda. I would love to have a drink. Wrestling on the Rocks. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. I would never have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks.
1: Welcome to the Dive Bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks, episode one, again on my birthday. Thanks, Marv, for a lovely introduction. Yet again, Opener Marv, thank you for introducing us. I am Ref Marsh, Marsh Ref on Threads. This is Wrestling on the Rocks, episode one, brought to you by the Fans First Sports Network. And with me today, a couple of drinking buddies, a couple of mainstays, a reemergence of an alumni, an OG. You just got clumped. Oh, crap. Clump, clump it up. Clump, clump, clump it up. (laughs)
2: Burn
1: it, burn it, burn it. <laughs> we got crybaby clump over here we got tw takes bishop over here what's going on guys what's up dude much? yeah clump. glad
2: to be back on an episode one
1: dude it's only episode one it's a debut episode one we're on fans first sports network which is pretty cool we'll see Very if that cool. means anything long we're you
2: know. Long what?
1: <laughs> long term, long term, long run. Sure? <laughs> yeah, who knows? It's only episode
0: one. This is why we're you're sponsored, but not sponsored. You say stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not supportive. <laughs> yeah. You're like a, a father. <laughs>
1: yes.
2: <laughs>
0: I'll take it, but I'm
1: always disappointed. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll answer the phone. I'm gonna go. but
2: you might not call. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: You're going to go buy cigarettes and not return on this network.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be right back. I just got to get a bag of ice. Uh, guys, let's start with a little something simple. You know, it is the die bar of the AWC. I do want to do a little bit of what's in your glass. What are you drinking? Uh, we'll start with Bishop.
2: Uh, My favorite soda. Just the old regular Sprite Zero.
1: That's oh. the Zero Sugar Sprite?
2: Zero Sugar Sprite,
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm into the Zero Sugar stuff.
2: Dude, Sprite Zero on fountain soda is just, it's amazing.
1: You think it tastes different out of a fountain?
2: I do. I do, yeah. It does. It's
0: There's actually like science behind it because when the carbonation mixes with, with the syrup, it's a different flavor. See?
1: It's because so. the machines are messed up. So in the machines, you can actually twist the amount of syrup versus carbonation and stuff. So if it's tasting different, it's because they haven't. They haven't done it right, which also means that most places you're going probably have uh, a ratio that's more syrup than it ought to be because it probably tastes a little bit sweeter, a little nicer.
2: Whatever. Uh, I, like, better, I like it. Yeah. I, hate I like draft beer over bottled beer. It's the same recipe, but they don't clean their lines, so it tastes better. You know what I mean? They don't
1: clean their lines?
2: Yeah, it's a funky beer joke, you know? terrible yeah, yeah. but you know but you're
1: saying you wanted it in a draft over a bottle or a bottle
2: over a draft. i beer? prefer draft beer over bottled beer a thousand percent because you want your beer funky no i just want it to taste better and it tastes better on draft
1: but you just said they don't clean their lines
2: right because if i said it tastes better on draft you would come up for, with a reason on why it does and i gave you the reason already
1: because you like it funky
2: <laughs> like people <P-Funk. laughs> it takes podcasts on Twitter. <laughs> for all platforms and funkiness.
1: There was a pool hall I used to go to all the time. And for whatever reason, the uh Miller light on tap always sort of tasted like a sock. <laughs> Didn't stop me from ordering it. Tell you that right now.
0: Yeah. I feel like you should like try that once. That's, that's their bad. Try it multiple times. That's on you. Yeah. yeah. No, at that point it's a kink.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: and here at wrestling the rocks we do not
1: king shame no, no. <laughs> quick shout out Justin time go- says uh oh my god clump is back let's go cheers my friend just in time excited to see clump back. clump i'm excited to have you back too what's in your glass what are you drinking
0: San pellegrino Ooh, a little
1: sparkly and i saw you had a little stogie over there what are you smoking oh uh, it's just a rocky just a rocky tell. uh yeah but what kind of looks like a java mint
0: yep java mint yeah, that's a great one. You can that's see that through the camera. That's yeah. Impressive. That's the thing about cameras is you can see what's on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like it's like a loud band that's like screams Java in. To me, I, I could barely tell, and I'm smoking it.
1: <laughs> oh uh, well, I mean, I worked in the cigar shop for a long time. If you tell me it's it's a Rocky and I see that it's square, I already know it's box press. But it's already going to limit it. And then you tell me it's a Java. And I see it's a dark band. That's going to limit it because there's lighter ones too. Like a hint of green and silver. That's all I need to know, you know? Damn. Yeah. But I also got good at it too, because like when you look at like Baron Corbin's social media, he's always got cigars out and stuff. And I got to zoom in and get just a blur of a band. (laughs)
0: Looking it up.
1: I can usually get pretty close.
0: Is Um, he good? Does he got good taste though? he's got the best dude
1: i actually i don't think i've got to to tell you this uh wrestlemania last year not sam mr sam roberts did a uh comedy store show and i helped him book medusa on the show so i got to go hang out and be backstage and stuff and baron corbin was on the show so i got to go backstage and i went over to corbin and started talking about the coffee and cigars that he was doing at the time and it was really cool like he was really nice about it really cool about it and he was actually saying like I told him I wish I could afford the cigars that he has most of the time. And he goes, Dude, I'm just so lucky. He goes, It's so <laughs> lucky the people who will give me things and the access <laughs> I have to stuff. He's like, Yeah. So he was also like appreciative of, of the fact yeah. that i too, you know?
2: Here's him.
0: Yeah. Coffee.
1: yeah. He's actually got a new coffee out, uh, open air coffee. You can Ooh. check it out. We actually got it. Some of the best coffee I've ever had. We uh, did the espresso and we've, have we? We haven't opened the second one yet. The, the light coffee. roast. Yeah. Just this fucking great, dude. Some of the best coffee I've ever had. They're not sponsoring us. But um, speaking of sponsored, not sponsored, I'm actually having Old Overholt rye whiskey. This is the oldest rye whiskey in America. And because of that, <laughs> it was actually one of the first nationally distributed ones, which also means it was one of the main rye whiskeys that was uh, in Tombstone Uh, which means uh, historically when you look up, it's a lot of a historical figures, favorite rise or whatnot. Uh, But I found out about it because it actually turns out it's the whiskey that Doc Holliday used to drink regularly. So I put it in my, I'm your huckleberry cup because you guys are my huckleberries. Mm -hmm. Sometimes dingleberries. Yeah. My clump berry. Oh, but it's not about what you're drinking. It's who you're drinking with. And we're happy to have uh, a full crew here today. Uh, you guys want to talk about, I guess some stuff's happened in wrestling this week that was a little like, I don't know. People seem to be talking. They seem to be exciting. A little one note, if I'm honest.
0: Yeah, some asshole named Phil.
1: Yeah. But I was thinking more like our truth is back, so we're getting a lot more comedy that's that. good. Randy Orton's
2: huge.
1: <laughs> Massive. Dude, as soon yeah. as Randy Orton came out, it's just like
0: God. Yeah, that was that was a good pop.
1: There was a. It reminds me of. A, it was it Kevlar? Um, took his kid to see Santa one year. It was a couple of years ago, and uh, you know his kid didn't have a Randy Orton action figure yet. And Santa says, "What do you want for Christmas?" And the kid just goes, "Randy Orton." And then the mom right behind Kev goes, <laughs> "Yeah, me too." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and oh, I see, yeah. as soon as i saw randy orton come out i was like
2: me too yeah, she was she was <laughs> right me too yeah I just, actually i said i was like uh randy's uh always been a tweener for me whether i like him or don't like him. as soon as he came out i was like fuck i hate it and the missus yeah. goes what i said he's old and sexy he's just yeah. out there yeah. looking jacked old and sexy there he goes <laughs> yeah i get it it. now i get it now
1: he's one of the most frustrating people to be a fan of because you just go like
0: yeah i get
2: it i get it it."
0: silver fox and then he oh yeah (laughs) and then he like pulls up the charisma and he's funny and you're like you know motherfucker Mm. maybe you don't need all the gifts
1: yeah yeah Actually I met him once too, and he was cool as hell. So but, no, man, it's a it's a bummer, man. Like he, at least <laughs> at least he could do is be an asshole. You know what I mean? Like uh,
0: maybe he's got IBS or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's got to be it. Anal fissures.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> just time says this one shredded viper. Hell yeah, dude. Let's talk a little Survivor Series that happened over Thanksgiving. uh
2: T.W. Thanksgiving.
1: T.W. Thanksgiving. Did you have a terrible Thanksgiving? Terrible turkey no, take?
2: It's, it's a TW Thanksgiving. It's just a moniker I gave this year because Thanksgiving is a, a, a newly convoluted holiday, if you will. Just because, you know, American history and what people say it represents and things like that. So I call it TW Thanksgiving instead of Thanksgiving. Oh. I got to explain everything on here? he you just let yeah. some things slide and go, that's awesome?
1: I
0: mean, I appreciate it. I'm new.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> true. And... um. We've had issues with letting certain things slide. That's But, true. <laughs> uh, but let's talk a little Survivor Series. Uh, it opened up with the Women's War Games match, and I want to get your guys' take on this. I wanted to hear. I know I heard uh, Bishop talk a little bit about it on his show. For a lot of people, put it over in um, in theirs. So let's start with Clump, and then I'll circle back to Bishop. Clump, what did you think of the Women's War Games match?
0: So, this was also like my first real dive into wrestling in a while. So, it was really interesting to see um, just the evolution of characters. Like, I knew everyone in it, but it was like, oh, that's cool. They're back. Or, mm. you know, this person's up. Like, seeing Shotzi in it was really interesting. Uh, seeing Kari Sane back. Um, I thought the match was really, really good. I think the only thing I didn't like was it's a little spot heavy, but that's kind of what war games matches are now it's just spot fests um but i liked it i really did um i was really happy with everyone in it
1: i'm surprised you said that because that seems to be why everyone seemed to put it over so heavily which is interesting because i actually felt a lot like you i felt a lot like i don't know and this sucks because when I, I looked at the list of all the women's war games matches that we've had and i love everybody in all of them like It's always like my favorite people, but I honestly can't think of a war games match that the women have put on that. I've really, really enjoyed. It feels like they're going spot to spot. It feels really spot heavy, like specifically outside of story spot heavy. It feels really like meme heavy. And some of it just gets a little too cute for me. Like I didn't like Kari sane marching to the ring, like a pirate like that can go. You're either giving your team advantage or evening the odds. So when no one hurries to war games, I get upset. You know what I mean? I'm like,
0: your team's going to with it. that. Uh, well, and I, also, like, I think a thing with spots that gets frustrating on, like, in, in the women's match in particular was the amount of times you saw people getting ready for the spot and pretty obviously, like, yeah. repositioning for it, and you're like, you wouldn't naturally, you know, you're like, you're supposed to be down or hurt. Why are you suddenly up getting right here? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of that's exactly how I felt. It felt like they were, we were really going from spot to spot, and I I don't like Eo Sky continuously doing this garbage can thing. I know I know people love it, but it's just not for me. It doesn't make any sense. It's silly. It looks kind of cool in a concept, but it overall doesn't make any sense.
0: And I feel like it doesn't look like it really hurts anyone other than her.
1: Yeah, Charlotte nearly killed uh, Eo.
2: Was and Dakota. On her
1: moon site? And
2: Dakota. Because, oh, not Dakota. Um, Who was um, on the end? Car- Kyrie? Was yeah, Kyrie. Kyrie. She yeah. caught the whole foot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was yeah. gnarly. And I only really bring it up because it's like, these matches are tough. They're sloppy. They're hard to do, right? And that's just across the board with all the, the every war games match. You get, yeah, eight to ten people. There's a lot going on, right? And also the match doesn't start for 30 minutes because it takes forever to get everybody in there. so that's also weird but like when i think about the spots that happened even in the men's war games match they felt like they happened within the story of the match you know what i mean like it didn't feel like you were going from spot to spot it was like opportunity to do a thing that could be cool or could look cool let's do it where it felt a little forced with the women and again i love all these women in here i thought it was awesome i thought bailey was the linchpin of the whole thing keeping the, the thing going i thought becky did an awesome job and also was leaving space for everyone else to get highlighted which was cool because mm-hmm. bailey or becky was such a highlight from last year's four games um but yeah i mean in a sense i was a little disappointed that i that i i don't want to say i was getting bored of it but there was a lot of it where i was going i guess we're still doing this like i don't know what's the next spot i guess you know what i mean like it didn't didn't feel like i was super invested in what was happening uh bishop is that a terrible take uh am i up my ass yes. on this one
2: no, it's it's not. And I have to go back and watch it because you said you felt like Bailey was the linchpin of the whole thing. And I actually remember watching the match going, Bailey looks fucking lost. And it's very possible that she was doing the Natty thing, right? Taking care of everyone in the ring instead of taking care of herself. So yeah. I'll go back and watch it for that because and the other thing, too, um, you know how much we all love Becky to hear her call out the spots. It's so infuriating. It's like I, I already know she's leading the match. But it's Cena level loud in the War Games match. She said trash can like five times, you know, to get them to put the trash can in the right place to be able to do the thing. She told one of them, "Come kick me," you know, like. And I, I love that. Be the general, but we're not supposed to hear it. We're not supposed to be in on it. We're supposed to just watch it, you know. Um, you think I, that advice she got from Cena. She's like, hey you seen any tips?" He's like, "Be louder. <laughs> be loud as fuck.
0: <laughs> Scream it." Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean. I had such a fun time watching the pay-per-view though. Like it's hard to mm-hmm. want to pick it apart, but in right. seeing some of these flaws, I completely get like when Kyrie did the spot, I loved it because it's fun to see, but you're right. When you put it in match structure standpoint, it makes zero sense. It, it just doesn't make sense, but it's fun. And that's yeah. when, when you have to balance that. I, I agree with you. It, it can be kind of convoluted. So th- that's why when I do look back on it, I don't see the story. I didn't even see it in the men's match that much until you look back on it and see like they're building the, you know, the Damian priest leadership, but we'll wait, you know, for later on that. So no, I don't, I don't think you're off yeah. at all. Um, you know, and the problem is like, you can't say it was a bad match either though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was, it was not a was really, match. really fun match. It was really, really well done, but what did we watch? You know, then yeah, maybe you're, maybe you're looking a little too hard into it. Cause at the end of the day, it's just wrestling. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, uh, to clump's point saying you know seeing Shotzi in there was awesome for what we've seen of Shotzi over the last two years this was like her best performance i thought she did so well i thought she stayed in the pocket so well i think i thought she really laid in everything she wanted to without looking like she was trying too hard because that's so biggest problem right is how much is she trying to impress everyone she was just doing wrestling i thought she did phenomenal so I, I wanted to give her some props for that too
1: absolutely and she looked like a badass with the blood on her did did you catch where she got bloody because i haven't been able
0: mm-hmm. to figure it out. There's a couple spots she had that were like interesting like where I kind of went ooh like I remember Cole and uh, Corey Griff's calling out that she took a a spot to the head and it didn't look like a good spot to the head. It looked like she got dumped like Mm -hmm. early on and I kind of noted that she was down a little bit more but you know she seemed in it. She seemed good. She like she everything she did was fantastic. I thought Um, you know like from coming back in and just Seeing it fresh, I thought she was a real highlight of the match.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think that her, um, I think one of her piercings ripped or something. I think it's where the blood came from, personally. Mm, that that's what I was trying to find. Hurts. It hurts. Because she goes out there with so many piercings, and every time we see that, even when we see Braun Stramlin with his with his nipple piercings, it's always like, man, one bad flapjack, and that's ripping right out. You know yeah. what I mean? Is it a body
2: slam just rubbing someone else's torso across yours to turn them over? Could you imagine yeah. just ripping a nipple off right there?
1: Imagine he tries to scoop slam Damien Priest and he's got right. all those rings. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> like the crazy, and he just got a catch in one and now boop. Yep. He
0: took shit. Sizzling. Even the ropes, like getting caught in the yeah. rope tape. Just. Yep. <laughs>
1: I could even hear commentary. I mean, like, I don't know who got the worst of that one. Michael Cole being like the guy who lost his nipple. That's the guy. Who <laughs> took, that's the- Gunther just chopping a nipple off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, just time says the outcome of uh, bailey eating the pin kicking off the start of damage control dumping bailey was great absolutely uh, the other thing i thought was great that was in the story of it was this was a funny match to get into because damage control is this united heel faction and the whole story of the baby faces is they have no friends
2: <laughs> right yeah
1: it was, how do we build a team? No one likes the baby faces. And it was so funny to me that that was the story for like two or three weeks. How do we get anyone to help us? And it's like, I thought you're supposed to be a good guy. People are <laughs> supposed to love you backstage. But it was like, here's this united front with the bad guys and the friendless, angsty, good guys where they yes. don't even want to cooperate together. They don't even like each other. And you're like, come on, this is so
0: weird. 1990s but- antiheroes, all of them.
1: Yeah. And it was weird. I was like, I don't know who I'm supposed to root for, really. Cause I mean, I'm going to root for damage control. But damage control had the biggest story in this match. I guess Becky and Charlotte had the biggest one coming out of the match.
2: Cause it, they let me ask you that. Um, yeah. not to hijack the show, but you know, don't do it episode one. Um, Jack- do you think they built enough for the hug? No. Yeah. Oh. Neither do I. yeah.
1: I actually, yeah. when it was happening, I was like, come on. And then yeah. they did and I was like, oh, shut up. And that's what I mean. When I was saying that like, I it seemed like spot heavy, that seemed like a spot. Here's the hug yeah. spot. You know what I mean? It okay. felt like that there wasn't a lot that was making you want to buy into stuff. The reason I know I felt that way, even from a casual standpoint, is I felt that way in a match I was excited coming into. And even we stopped everything we were doing because I was like, oh my god, oh my god, producer lady, get in here. Bailey and Becky are opening it up. They were starting it and we both just stared at it. And after a certain point, I was all like, I'm going to go get a drink. It lost me. It was a match I couldn't have been happier to watch that lost me. And that's when I was all like, all right, I guess I'll be back by the next spot. You know what I mean? Like, that's to me what the problem was, is it was a fun match, but it didn't feel important. But if you watch Bailey, she's saving everyone in damage control. They're all saving each other and no one's helping Bailey. She is such an afterthought to that faction, which I think is great. Um, yeah. The reason I don't hate Becky Lynch and Charlotte making friends in this is because they're on different brands. So it might be a while before that ever gets followed up on. But at least next time we see them face to face, we go, oh, yeah, they sort of reconciled. And so that might build to something later. Um. But yeah, it was it was, like you said, a fun match. And unfortunately, I felt like that's all it was was a fun match. Because it could have been more, I think. At least they didn't so, use weapons, dumb. Because one of the ones they used a, they pulled out a toolbox, dumped it out, yeah. and then hit someone with
2: the empty toolbox. Yeah. And I was like, "What are you doing?" It was heavier a minute ago. Or, or the yeah. one where where Rhea came in with the hammer and then used it once and then just dropped it. It's like yeah. you got a like hammer. Used the <laughs> end of it and shucked it. And I was like, Whoa. "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> What's
0: well, that Triple H thing? I always hated when you get a sledgehammer and then have his hand oh, over yeah. the hard yeah. part yeah. and hit you with his hand. It's like, eh.
2: Yeah, you can see that it right hurts through. you more than me. Yeah. I mean but somebody I has to pull out a gun specifics. one time, right? Like I'm not that <laughs> guy, but one time somebody would come in war games, just pull out a gun and go, I win, right? Like I win. <laughs> Wasn't Drew McIntyre
1: with a sword just last year? Like you know what I mean, That's like true. Drew
0: Drew McIntyre, dude. I we'll get into we'll get into Drew. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um
1: yeah, so overall. I wish the war games match seemed to mean a bit more than they do. Is really what it came down to is it was a fun match. I really liked Dakota on the outside. I thought she was yeah. one of the more compelling parts of the match.
2: The way she why took Kendo like stabbed That was my only thing she- is why did Dakota's help stop at some point? And, like it shouldn't have yeah. stopped, you know? That was the only thing that bummed me out, but I loved it too. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. awesome. It was great. You should have so, been sure.
0: throwing more Kendo sticks in. She should have, you know, tried to like get the cage door open. You know, there's so much more she could have done. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I do. I did have this thought watching do you. it. Do it. In some ways, I wonder if you guys feel like this. Did it feel like everyone was kind of putting in work because this is a match that can be done now? Like, it felt like, I, I would say it felt like an AEW match in a lot of ways because it was so spot heavy. Do you feel like maybe because of where wrestling's at? it's easier to do a match like that to make,
2: like, we could just go through the motions. Like, make it controlled chaos? Like, instead of it being a, a Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks, just complete chaos, have this be controlled chaos inside of a War Games because chaos well, is, I a think loud tell a better, is what you mean?
0: Tell a better story, you know, because it felt to me like Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks. It felt to me like I, yeah a Young Bucks match in a lot of ways. Yeah, I
1: I think what, what the problem is for people like the three of us is they've gotten to a point where they've... This is a really cool problem that, that WWE has, actually. If WWE's in your town, you have to go. It's cannot miss. The yeah. weekly shows, Raw on SmackDown, you could probably miss. The PLEs, you should be watching. But it's you can't miss when it's live. And it's because they've done such a great job of making so much of their roster seem like a really big deal and such a star you they they've been focusing on their star power more than they've been focusing on their actual stories you know what i mean
0: yeah i agree with that
1: uh and i feel like that wwe or maybe it's a triple h thing is starting to fall into and maybe starting is a friendly way Is falling into the same sort of issue we were having a little bit in AEW that we would complain about. Is it a story that takes this long to tell? Or did you take this long to tell the story? You know what I mean? Do I need uh, six hours to tell a Star Wars story? Or do I have six hours to fill? Tell me a Star Wars story. You know what I mean? Like, some of this stuff's dragging out when it shouldn't, and some of this stuff's like disappearing when it should be dragged out. Uh, TP Poker. First time I've seen him in a long ass time. TP Poker. Cool. Uh, I know he hates Bishop, but I don't mind him. Uh, he says, Oh my god, look at these
2: handsome <laughs> bastards. I'm happy to have Thank two you. people come back, actually. That sounds like we just mended a the fence there. I consider oh, yeah. myself one of those handsome bastards.
1: For now, I think the fences are mended. Yeah, I think that it's gonna take yeah. you saying something shitty again, and you'll get there.
2: I'll get there. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> to the chat too. Uh yeah, so I mean that's been my issue with, with the product right now, is that it feels like a lot of it you can catch on YouTube and the PLEs you shouldn't really miss, but like you could have missed ground jewel and nothing happened there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this is one where you wouldn't want to miss it, but realistically if you had, you'll catch the next one. You know what I mean? Like there's something about the storytelling that's almost taking too long that it doesn't feel can't miss. Right. Like if I know the story's going to take a year and a half,
0: if I miss a week, eh. you know what I mean? Well, and yeah. I might argue you could have missed this in a lot of ways too, because no, no titles change hands, which was kind of frustrating to me. But then again, I'm also coming in without the story. So I don't know how long they built up Miz versus Gunther or, uh, you know, Rhea's match. Like, So them not changing hands, it it did seem a little funky, you know? Because Survivor Series is like a tentpole pay-per-view. That's one where you can do that. And, I mean, when I used to watch more, I kind of felt like this was the way it was going was... Certain pay-per-views will have a title change, but there's not like a surprise factor to it, you know?
1: And to be honest, you said you've missed a few weeks of it, right? Yeah. And then you tuned this on. Did you feel like you had you, you didn't know where you were? You know what I mean? Like, did
0: you feel like, not oh my really. God, I missed so much? Their packages are so fantastic. So like, you, you can... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: and that's my point. That's why you should catch the PLEs because the video packages are so good. That you go, oh, mm-hmm. I'm caught up. But, but also, to Clump's okay. point,
2: to point, was the Gunther Miz promo package, was that from a six-month-long process or a three-week long process? You know, same thing with Ray and uh, Ray and Zoe. Like, was that build three three months or three weeks, you know? So I think that's more the point that he's making.
1: Yeah, I a hundred percent. And I think that they were a little bit shotgun. Keep pokers in the chat just being nice saying hopes you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, he goes, do you think Gunther be the one to finally beat Roman? I do not. I know people want that. No. Um, also, anybody who's listening to this on our audio platform, thank you very much. You can always join our Twitch or YouTube to derail the show like TP Poker has become a
2: master of. Um, I want it to be. I've said it for two years that he's sh- like wrestling wise. He should be as a wrestler. He's the only one that can compete. But character wise, every, you know, other people are getting built that way. So character wise, it's not there.
1: Yeah, I don't have a problem with him doing it. I just don't I mean, I guess we're just also in a weird place. I'm not sure who I think really
0: is the one to, to beat Roman. Nobody. I I think that a lot too, like twenty years. It, yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> also, this, this is a Bruno San
1: Martino ring. Yeah. I also think the person who beats Roman might be um sabotaged from the get go. Yeah the next reign that happens after roman will always be lesser than it just will not compete so i almost think that whoever wins it i almost feel like what we need is like another kofi kind of concept you know a big moment for a big win but get that title off him in a couple months and let him kind of rebuild although they didn't let kofi rebuild that same concept of like maybe don't have the next champion going a long reign screw the next champion so that way you can kind of not get too much of it on
2: you, you know? They're gonna have to reset the story structure of the shows. That's yeah. that's what the next champion is gonna do. It's gonna turn it tune into a new era of what we're watching, as opposed mm-hmm. to the importance of taking it off of him. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, Justin Times has got to be Cody or bust. I don't hate that either. Well Cody is bust. So you're bust.
0: I mean he had they had the perfect chance to put it on Cody and they didn't. Like that would have yeah. been that would have been that, nice. that, that, that WrestleMania match would have been the perfect moment to put it on Cody. It was perfectly <laughs> built. Yeah, it, was, it was a good match. It was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to do it, do it there. But now you can't, to me, you can't. Cause I'm like, okay, now Cody's damaged goods. I don't think Cody's He's damaged another- goods.
1: But I do think that we're in a whole different world than when Cody was up. Right. So like, uh, do we really get to Cody this coming up year and not have it feel forced? Is there any way to not have it feel forced? And now you have an environment with a lot of top guys who people want to see win a title. It doesn't feel as special. Like, you know what I mean? Like it could feel really weird to get Cody in there and win and not have it kind of fall flat on its face. And I don't think it's because he lost or his damaged goods. I just think the timing was perfect. Timing is everything. It might be by the time this next year comes up, they go, shit, we missed it. you know yeah uh let's keep well, it moving real quick like here people. go ahead good no, anyway. no you're good oh. uh, let's keep moving real quick uh, gunther and miz i don't have much to say about the match it was fine i didn't watch all of it i'm not really into miz uh santos and dragon lee i liked a lot santos is amazing but this was one that had mm-hmm. uh what two-day build one-day build
0: yeah
2: nothing yeah. yeah yeah it was yeah smackdown too yeah
1: yeah, SmackDown, and then to it. So it was a little hard to be like, "This is it." But I thought Santos is
2: incredible. Uh, Dragon Lee too. I mean, I think he's yes, he's there. He's there. You know, like he's he's where when we caught on to Santos in NXT, that's where Dragon Lee is now. Like you're going to see the rise of what he could become, and if he can develop some type of character the way Santos has, the sky's the limit for him too. And
1: that was my point. The Santos character right now is everything, oh, and the way so that Santos. Good. believes it he was feeding that character throughout this match i think it's one of the big differences between seth as a champion and roman as a champion seth stops his character at the moment the bell rings picks up his character again when the bell rings again in the middle of the match is just Uh a wrestling match roman never stops building his character while wrestling in a match you know what i mean the amount of talking he does the different things he says to the audience the pauses the looks that's something that that Seth hasn't caught on to yet. And I think that's why his championship reigns are always a little stale because we have to get through the match to get back to the story. You know what I mean? Um, No matter how good he is as a wrestler, he's great, but just nothing happens in the match. You know what I mean? That, that develops him.
0: And outside of the matches to me, Seth has sometimes like an infinitely more interesting character outside of the matches. So it is kind of a great, you know, loss that we don't see that built in the match because, you know, he has so much buying from the crowd. He mm-hmm. is a damn unique performer.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then he goes in the match and it's a standard match, which there's nothing yep. wrong with it. But imagine if he, you know, took that like mon- that Messiah-like character he has and then built it into the match. Like when he has the other guy down, he just starts getting the crowd into it again. You know, right. just try and build the crowd up again. That would do uh, wonders.
1: Yeah. And think about how he starts every promo. I'm the revolutionary. I'm the, I forget what he says now. What is it? I'm the visionary, visionary, revolutionary, but he hasn't shared his vision or started a revolution or innovated or architect anything. So he says all these things. And then the match is the same. Like if in the match, he would say something about his vision, even to the guy, I'm going to bring you to my side. You know, you're going to see my vision. The fact, like you said, when he had followers for a bit, it made you feel like there was a vision, right? but now he just says a thing that doesn't mean anything. It means Mm -hmm. less than when Ellie Knight says, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I said on the the latest episode of the terrible wrestling takes podcast. uh, The only times I remember Seth doing that is the match against Roman when he came out in the shield gear and he was playing Joker to Roman's Batman and he was wrestling and performing everything to get inside of Roman's head all the way until the bell rang when roman lost by dq you know like that's the only time i remember seth taking the character into the ring you know of course his wrestling is fucking undeniable he's so amazing at doing wrestling but we say it all the time right like everyone can wrestle tell me a story and his story comes with just the microphone not with the wrestling yeah yep
1: uh let's see in the chat real quick uh tv poker says he hopes it's not cody because he still sees him a stardust that's a you problem, man. uh although did you see when he was selling the figures like they had everyone doing the selling the Just shop we
0: have, the thing in front of stardust
1: yeah he took the roman <laughs> figure and slid it right in front of stardust <laughs> and then turned around like so good uh poker wants to see seth take out roman i wouldn't be have a problem with that if we could get him to tell that story to it right yeah. and blue boy misses the messiah which i thought was was great uh women's world championship match rhea ripley against zoe stark The saddest part about this whole match is not only do we already know Zoe wouldn't win, but commentary didn't Mm -hmm. even try to pretend. They said during the announcement of the package, Rhea Ripley going up against the young, spunky upstart Zoe Stark. And I was like, don't fucking trash her on accident. You know, and everything they said is, oh, she's just getting started. Oh, is she like everything they did was talk about how Zoe is so new and so not ready. And doesn't belong here. You know what I mean? Like it felt it was like
0: a turn down conversation for a, a job interview, but in a wrestling match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just, this not is how you don't qualify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We really I, liked everything you did, but we're going to go with other candidates.
1: <laughs> it kind of reminded me a lot, except it happened on commentary, was when Sam Roberts was on the kickoff show for Bianca versus Shayna, and he said flat out, Bianca's not ready for this match. She's not ready. She's uh-huh. going to lose. She doesn't belong in a title match yet. And he even said she'll get there. She has everything you need to be right. that. But that's not her today. When that got him so much heat, it was so fucking funny. But that's basically what they're saying here is we don't know how Zoe ended up here. But here she is. She won the lottery and she's <laughs> going home with the money. You know, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: she did and do some cool things.
2: Like, I was going to say, idiots like us get on the microphone and, go, and tell you how great she is. Because she yeah. is. You she's know, great. again, watching her in NXT. And then even the stuff she's done on Raw, which commentary has seen. She looks yeah.
1: awesome. She's great. We we said that when we saw her in Mission Pro Wrestling. Shout out to Thunder Rosa. Mission Pro Wrestling had her as the main event, the first main event for their first pay-per-view. And we bought it and we watched it. And in that match, out of everything that we'd seen, that entire pay-per-view, by the end of that match, we said, why isn't she at WWE? She's ready to go. She is awesome. And then like two months later, she was signed. And I was like, knew it. <laughs> <laughs> And it was funny too, because she lost that match, so she didn't win the title. And I was like, why wouldn't you put the title on her? What are you doing? And then she got signed. And you go,
0: oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but it was a good match. And Rhea Ripley looked badass, all looned up. But
2: uh Yeah, it was I think it was her best gear by far. Like just the way everything put together. I thought she would she looked amazing. And I don't know if you saw on she uh, retweeted somebody, made a custom figure of her Survivor series the next day like it was on on twitter yeah somebody they they mocked it all up and everything looked amazing yeah
1: well she had the luna haircut and makeup and kind of joker smeared it it was sick
2: yeah um
1: anything you guys want to say about that you want to talk main event board games
2: you get into the main event you covered it you get into the main event
1: there's not a lot going on and that's the unfortunate part is you had good solid matches that all felt Rushed and no one nothing. That's what I mean. Like Clump said, you could have largely skipped this pay-per-view, but why would you want to? It's good matches, you know what I mean? But
0: um, main event, it felt judgment fast. day. Huh? I was when it got to this point in the pay-per-view where it's like we're doing the main event, I was like, Are not there supposed to be like two or three more matches? Like,
1: yeah. I mean, something? this 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 premium light event had no Roman Reigns, had no LA night. Uh, I mean, it still had a ton of star power, though. Digi says he likes custom figures. TB Poker says current crop of NXT female wrestlers is going to be awesome, dude. It's, it's it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. What's going on in NXT
2: right now with that women's roster?
1: It's almost like fuck, dude. I almost Did you see the match last night?
2: Did you see yeah. with uh, Kalani Jordan and Kiana James? It, it was incredible. Um, was it? Kiana, yeah, Kiana Jordan has grown so much in the last like three months. She looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Man.
1: Uh main event, War Games match, Judgment Day against Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, Jay Uso, and Sami Zayn, and Judgment Day also had uh additionally Drew McIntyre. Thank you. Dude, I was upset when it started because of <laughs> how dumb this stare down was between Priest and Drew McIntyre. They're staring at each other like fuck you, dude. And I'm like, can you? Like, for way too long. Way too long. The entire I thought it was sexual intro. tension. That's what I was saying. Yes, Clump. It felt like they're going to kiss. They're going to rub <laughs> noses. They're doing a little Eskimo, a little butter. I couldn't tell why you would team with a dude and then stare at him like you want to lick him on the cheek. Like, it was insane to me. Where it came off way phony. You've done so much to to say that you guys a don't need each other, but are going to work together for this thing. And then now you're trying to build up this intense. Friction. Before it even gets going, it was weird. And then stupid drew McInfort. <laughs> priest is ready to go out there and Drew's like, no, I'm going out there. And then Damien priest goes, stick to the plan. And Mac McEnfart's and all, will plans change? Why? Nothing changed in anything that would have affected your plan. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. You're
0: going to go fuck somebody up. You want to fuck them up. It's going to be fine.
1: And the match hasn't yeah. started. It's not like if you don't get out there now, it's going to be harder to get to the guy later. No, matter of fact, he's going to be even softer when you get in there. This is perfect for you. Uh-huh. What are you trying to do? It, like, it made no sense to me. And then Drew takes everything so literal. He thought he was a robot for a while. And then now they're like, go in there and stalk Jay like he's prey and we'll say it on commentary. So he fucking oh. walks all slow and stares at him. And you're like, what are you doing? Just go to him. If you want him that bad, if the whole reason you're here is to kick the shit out of Jay Uso, why are you standing there staring at him for a while? Again, like Clump said, it felt like sensual sexual tension
0: or something. It was
1: it was yeah. made no sense to me what drew was doing in there. So I booed him, but you know, you're supposed to boom. So what are you going to do? That was what I thought about the whole match. What do you guys think? What's going on?
0: Clump, what'd you think of the war games match? And then we'll go to Bishop. I thought this one was good. I thought it was a spot, you know, spot, but not too bad. Um, I was tired of drew before it began, but yeah. drew drew feels like, you have he's got every gift in the world for him, and yet I don't give a fuck about him. Yeah. Like he's got so much theoretically going for him, but every time he does something like I could give a shit. Mm-hmm. You're six foot six, you're you you have the look, you can do go decently in the ring, you have a decent amount of stamina. We do it, it feels like old Roman. But they're what but they they there's nothing in him, I feel like. No charisma. Like feels really shallow. Yeah, he has no charisma. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Bishop. What'd you think of it?
2: Um, Yeah, I think the the, the McIntyre shit's incredible because he's like he lacks awareness of what's in front of him and actually what's happening. Like if he's gonna stare down with Priest, what what's the story? Right, yeah. that he wants to get at Jay Uso, not that he's a two time champion and should be the leader of the team, right? Like Judgment Day should be coming with me because I want to go after. Uh, Jey Uso it was I'm teaming with Judgment Day and as soon as he teams with them he wants to be the leader of that team without saying why he should be the leader of that team he just doesn't want to agree with anyone so what he is is he's just Uh a dick right I'm gonna I'm gonna go into your classroom that you're teaching and now stand next to the teacher and say I should be teaching I should be teaching I should be teaching why why Drew why where's the fucking why where's the why you're not telling me why there is no why to Drew and Drew wants to tell you, well, if you've been paying attention, I've been this way the whole time. Yeah, somebody without a why and a heel for three fucking years. Why? No. Why? Babyface or not, you've been this way. You are this guy. We know that. There's no why. Yeah.
1: yeah. And childish. He's in the match yes. attacking Jay, just going, you never apologized. That's the whole thing. If Jay just turned around and said, oh, dude, I, my bad. I'm sorry, man. I, I would expect <laughs> Drew to get up and leave. Like, well, I got what I wanted. I just wanted the apology. He's attacking him. He's going, just, just say you're sorry. Just
0: please say you're sorry.
1: That's Hugs him, gives him a blood deep food.
0: kiss, turns around, walks out. Right? Yeah,
1: a blood feud based off the fact that he just didn't say sorry the right way to
0: me.
2: Fuck off. Go right. fart yeah. yourself,
0: dude. Well, it. I don't know why we needed. Like, I. I feel like. This was to bring Randy back. Great. That was dope. Could we not have found anyone else, anyone else in Drew's position? You know, like anything. Like you you could see like in your mind the meeting of like, well, it's four versus four. But Randy's coming back. We want to bring Randy back. And we don't want to get anyone else out of the match. Well, who? No, not this guy, not this guy. Well, fucking Drew. I mean, he's complaining. He doesn't seem like he wants to be here anymore. His contract's almost up. Let's put him back in there. And, eh.
1: I will say, if Drew and and Damien didn't have this weird, I hate you for no reason BS, I actually think Drew would make a perfect addition to Judgment Day. Yeah. Even if he was just, like, an ally without being officially in Judgment Day, But kind of how J.D. McDonough was doing it for a bit, where he comes around sometimes, not around other times, but we know they're all cool. That would make more sense, and I'd be like, that's good for Drew. Drew should be associated with this team at some point. But the fact that they're trying to create this tension where it's not needed is the reason why he felt so superfluous. You know?
2: Well, that's the thing. He's he's acting and supplanting himself as if he's more important than Judgment Day, while Judgment Day is involved with the things he wants to do. But he can't get himself there. So he's positionally lower than judgment day. And he's like being upset and childish about not being where they are. Cause he wants to take care of that too. Yeah.
1: Justin time says it was so weird. How drew was all for shaking Rhea's hand on raw and siding with judgment day yet came off. Like he still wants nothing to do with judgment day when they got to the Survivor series. Yeah. He's making no sense, man. Uh Digi says for a while, that was a thing. Then it went to a, all lovers quarrel with priest. Yeah. It just, yeah. I don't, It didn't need to be that way. Right. But I will say the match itself was good and was cool. If you take out, this is the weird part. If you take out some of that story, the match was fun. The story was ruining the match here because it was so senseless. It was less senseless than the spots.
2: Well, uh-huh. I didn't think the story picked up until Damian Priest started parking orders. I was like, yes. great. He's he said in the beginning there was a plan. He's now in the ring and he's executing the plan. Do this, do that. I thought that was outstanding. It really yeah. started to pick up for me in that moment. But to to the again, the detriment of Drew's ability right here, right? What did he why did he join Judgment Day? Right. Because they can give me the one thing no one else can besides Adam Pierce, Jay Uso in a cage, right? Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> he gets Jay Uso in a cage and it should be one-on-one and four-on-four at that point, right? He yeah. should go after Jay, throw him all over the cage, beat the shit out of him until Seth has a chance to come to to, to Jay Uso's aid, right? That never happened. And the fact mm-hmm. that that never happened, there was an absolute character unawareness in Drew. Like, he has no character awareness when it comes to the things he says and the way he performs. And the fact that he didn't just, it, all he had to do was pick up Jay three times into the cage. One over here, falls down. One over here falls down. One on the other side, falls down. Bang. You got Jey Uso in a cage. You did it. And he didn't do it any times.
1: Yeah. And have him attacking Jay. And whenever somebody gets to Drew, he fights them off just enough to knock him down. So he can turn back around to Jay. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Have him sprint in rather than like fuck around in the first section. Like he did. Just have him sprint past them and then have him be like, what the fuck? And have him just go straight to Jay.
1: Yeah. Like Instead of standing there staring.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what his problem is. Like you should have done a stone cold run-up, slide in the ring, start fucking with them. Yeah. But no. Absolutely.
1: But uh, I did like Damien Priest was gonna cash in. I've been saying for a couple of weeks, uh, just in my little group chats, that a cash in during a war games would be sick. We've yep. never seen anything like mm-hmm. it. They teased it, I was like, that'll be cool. And then they didn't do it and said that's a bummer. Randy Orton came out and I was like, Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just really and then wanted you to it. <laughs>
2: He and comes like, out. <laughs> yeah, he's
1: jacked. He did awesome in there. He, I mean, dude, he's just so good. I even liked. You know, I've complained a hundred times about synchronized offense and not tandem offense. This way, with everyone doing the the Orton thing,
0: it just worked
2: and made sense. Yeah, it just did.
0: Well, I, I think also Orton coming in and Orton being fun, Randy. Which this was. I'm having a ball, Randy, it's, it, it, it lightens it up in such a good way from the match. And like, you're like, okay, I can, I can do this But because we've also been fed a lot of other stuff that isn't synchronized. You know, yes. this wasn't quite as spot heavy, you know? So then when he came in, it was like, okay, now we can do the spots.
1: Yes. And dude, JD McDonough taking that RKO 30 feet in the air. It's Jesus. so lucky his head is so big and made of rubber. You know what I mean? Like, if it, that dude was not made like a Funko Pop, he would not have been able to pull that off.
2: So the the third time I watched it, it was from the announcer's POV. Yeah. If you just watch McDonough, he just does this. Yeah. just, <laughs> he just flats the whole way down, even right to the Met. Randy, like, kind of catches him, but he just yeah. fucking <laughs> face plants. Man. Just. Fucking crazy! Like, fuck, man, that's some commitment. That's some commitment. That's <laughs> why I hate. I, uh, I mean, nobody talks shit on wrestling anymore. Anyway, like if they do, it's passive with no knowledge. But like, yeah. fuck, how can people hate on this shit? They give you, they give you themselves. There's, he had, yeah. nobody has to do that. Nobody has to do mm-hmm. that move. And he just fucking face planted from the top of a fucking cage to oh. take this RK out. It was amazing. Can you imagine? That's
1: JD amazing. McDonough brings up, "I'd like to do that."
2: Orton turns around.
1: <laughs> hmm? <laughs> Well, would you now? I'll be on the bottom waiting for you. It's up to you, <laughs> dude. Is JD McDonough the new Dolph Ziggler?
0: I think so. Um, he, damn, he can take a bump and make people look great. Yeah, you know, he's like, I, th- I think, are arguably he's better at making people look good than even Finn Balor mm-hmm. and Finn yep. Balor can make people look amazing. But I think what hurts Finn is there's too many, too much. Yeah. But he's fit. He's got to look great. And you want to love Finn, but mm-hmm. JD McDonnell, because he's new, you're like, okay, I could see this dude get fucked up and make people look amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why it's hard. Like I, I, I relate it to sports for those who don't necessarily watch wrestling that much. Right. Like, When you're watching football and your team's playing, you're usually just watching your offense and not their defense, right? Or you're watching your defense and not their offense. So you're wondering, like, why did my defense do that? But when you go back and you watch their offense, same play, you're like, oh, that's how they did it. So Mm -hmm. while you're saying this about J.D., I'm thinking, yeah, he's making other people look good. But if you watch him during the match, you're like, fuck, man, that guy's amazing. Yes. But he does does such an awesome job of putting the eyes on the other person that you – you're like, oh, that was an awesome match. But if you watch JD and watch him work, it's like, fuck, man. He is, he's really fucking good. He's awesome.
0: Producer Lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support and buy us a drink by putting the I and subscribe and reviewing our
2: podcast. And cheers to Fans First Sports Network for keeping the dive bar lights on. I
0: would never have a drink with wrestling on
2: the rock.